0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the AfriTalk podcast, where we come together to discover ourselves through our heritage and sharing our experiences in the diaspora. I am your host, Jackie. Hello, blood essences. Once again, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast so i hope everybody's doing well especially now that we are back on lockdown and they've locked us all up in our houses ah the struggle this year has been crazy i mean anyway sha for me oh staying home working from home doing nothing and just one way one way Ah, i started cooking no That's what me have been doing to just save time, trying new recipes from different cultures and stuff like that. So that's what, in a way, it's keeping me, it's keeping my head up. It's, I don't know. Anyways, today's episode is titled African Bogger. Normally, a Bogger is someone from abroad who has come back to Africa on vacation or come to stay or whatever. We call those people Bogger. But in this case, I was coming from Ghana to the Netherlands. So I called myself African Boga because I felt like, yeah, Boga has arrived. <laughs> so on this episode, I'm going to talk about 10 different topics or 10 different things that gave me a culture shock when I came here. So the first one is about hair. When in Ghana, when you're going to school, especially as a girl, you're not allowed to grow your hair because the reason that I was told or oh, the reason known to me is because if you grow your hair as a girl and you go to school, you will not be able to concentrate. So to help you concentrate on your studies, (coughs) I know, right? To help you concentrate on your studies, you have to cut your hair. So you have more time to do your homework or study and all those kind of things. So for a long time, I didn't do my hair, I didn't grow my hair. I I always had sakura or just really small, small, small pieces of hair on my head. But Before I was coming here, I was given a reason why I had to grow my hair. Because it's cold and I can't come here with sakura and brain. My brains will be freezing because of the cold or because of the snow. So I had to grow my hair and prepare before coming. So come and see. that. week before I was coming, I went to this special hairdresser. She braided my hair with this colorless, colorless, hey, brownish, reddish, colorish, expression hair. She braided my hair and my hair was long. It was not up to my bum, but that was the longest length of braid that i ever had in my life i was really feeling myself like yes bonka is going to arrive ah fast word i came here the girls in the church the girls in my school the african kids in my neighborhood all of them they didn't they, were, they didn't braid their hair they permed their hair and their hair was just on their head like that i was like ah. i thought Back in Ghana, I mean, you'll be seeing on TV, watching these black Americans, in, especially in their movies or in their music videos. They'll be doing their hair, different sty- type of styles. And I was planning to be doing that when I come. And I come here and I'm the awkward one. Everybody's just perm their hair and they're just living like that. So like, hey. So for me, that was a real shocker. It was like, ah, hey. I thought I'm coming and people have done their hair from here to Tokyo, but they just perm their hair and nothing else. And they're all looking at me with a side eye like, hey. What kind of bush girl is this? Look at the color she she has used to braid her hair. In fact, it pained me. It pained me. Anyways, the second one. The second one was about clothes and shoes. In Ghana, going to school, I always wear uniforms because that was the norm. Wearing uniform. And only in the weekends when you're going to classes or like extra classes or all that, you can wear your normal house clothes or whatever. And in fact, did we even have a lot of clothes? Just one or two, three clothes. And Sunday best clothes. And that's all. Coming here, I thought, okay, school, okay, I'm going to go to school. Where's my school uniform? Where's my school uniform? They said, no, no school uniform. You have to wear normal clothes. I said, ah! How will I concentrate as? Because for me, I thought ah, wearing your school uniform, you know, it makes you presentable. Makes you like can differentiate yourself from okay people know like okay you are going to this school, you are going to that school, and it you know that's what I'm used to. But wearing your own clothes, in fact, wearing jeans, hey, I had to wear jeans to school, and my bum will come out of it some style be, so I can wear free jeans to school, and nobody will beat me, nobody will say me, nobody will send me home say hey, bring go and bring your parents. I mean. Hmm. This African booginess in me, this fresh asala in me. When I had wearing your normal clothes to school or to everywhere, come and see the colors, colors. What? Come and see, blue, blue, black, black, purple, purple, red, red. What? I could mix match the colors. So Especially sometimes when I'm going to church, I can wear like pink, pink legging with black black and gray jackie with black and gray socks long socks that will cover the end of the leg you know with some kambu shining kambu and then i'll wear this maybe red top or purple top or some weird mixed colors and i thought say yes i had arrived and i'll go to church and everybody will just be turning their neck and looking at me like hey this girl is indeed fresh she just came yesterday we can see that and i was thinking oh people are looking at me because maybe they are jealous or they want to learn one or two things from me no no i'll just be disgracing myself And then my mom had to explain to me how to dress. She had to teach me how to properly dress. I'd just be disgracing myself. Anyways, the third one was... (laughs) In Ghana... Oh, my God. Ah, People's life would have been easier. Ah. So, in Ghana, before going to school in the morning or in the weekends or whatever, you have to sweep the floor, the entire compound. So, we have this broom. It's like little... Uh, wood like very thin and like very thin and very long. They add like hundreds of them and they tied with a rope and then we call it a broom. and tree we call it prior and then that's what you use to sweep the entire floor, the entire house. Ah, okay. I come here. My mom's okay. We we're going to clean. She wanted to explain to me cleaning things. Okay, how to sweep a sweep the floor. She went there and brought some. I don't know. Was it triangle or rectangle? Type of machine something with a long cord and she went to plug it and before i, I hear no i started around i said ah what is it is it going to harm me is he caca? is it is going to catch me what is this she's like no you call it hoover this is what you use to hoover the floor so you don't need to use you don't need to bend down and use a broom to to sweep the whole house so this is what you will use and then it to just be doing the job you just just be moving it back and forth back and forth and be working with it and it will do the job I said ah ma you Could have made life easy. Why didn't you send this thing long ago? So, this is how easy abroad is. So, this is how I'm coming to be chilling just doing, and the thing will over itself, okay? And then, rice cooker ah, in Ghana, when you're going to cook rice or when you're going to cook whatever, we have we there's something called cold pot, but we call it crop pot. So we cook it on cropot, and we cook on cropot everything we cook it on cropot, including rice. Rice that you eat once a year, if you are lucky. <laughs> so I, I come here. My mom has this huge bowl with uh, lots of rice in it, and she's like, "This is the corner where the, the rice is." So uh, you just pour like maybe three cups, you wash it, and then add two cups of water, and then a little bit of salt, and then you just plug it in to work and to cook itself. It's like, hey, so free made. This is just this is made. So this rice cooker is, made, is going to do my work for me. So I don't need to be croppotting the, the rice. I don't need to put it on cropot and be using papa and be using my energy and be sweating under the sun and be making sure air goes into the fire and then the thing will cook quick. A rice cooker. Aye, come and see. I could eat rice morning, afternoon, evening. I only ate rice once a while because who has going to go and be buying rice for you to be eating up and down? So I've come. There's a huge bowl of rice that you can cook yourself. Ah, who don't want? So I was cooking rice, Papa. Anyways, a microwave. <laughs> microwave. I come. Okay, we are going to eat. Okay, let's put the the the, the how do you call it there? Oh, I knew what gas was that one. There, I'm not that crassy. Anyways, I knew what gas was. <laughs> okay, we are going to cook. My mom just take the thing from the fridge, put it in a bowl, put it in the some rectangle or block. Hmm, I said, more. just put it," and she just put it in the microwave, and she just clicked. ping, 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 ping. From the thing was just working. I said, ah, what is that? She said, microwave. This is what you use. This is what you use to warm your food. After two minutes or three minutes, depending how warm you want it, it's warm up for you. And then it, I said, hey, abroad. In fact, this is life. So you don't need to heat it up yourself. You don't need it. Need to eat it cold. You can just put it and click, click, click. And then it will, it will work for you. Okay, for, for me, it was... I felt like my life was going to be very easy with all these things. I said, ah, what a gadgets! Why did this woman send this thing long ago so it could have made my life more easier? Anyways, the fourth thing is fu- cooking fufu on fire. In Ghana, we pound the fufu in a mortar. I think that's the right word. Yeah, in a mortar. Someone will be using their hand and be turning it, turning the cassava and the plantain and someone will be... It's men who do it like cousins and stuff and they'll be pounding and then pounding and so the fufu is well done becomes a dough and then you can eat it with soup or stew or whatever you want to eat it uh, but i count the thing they say they say they call it a a, a, a adapo what something something with starch you add the two together put more water mix it with your hand put it on fire and it'll be cooking for you or you put it in a microwave 10 minutes you cook a pen. i was like ah so, this is white people fufu. So, I was like, oh, so, bro, four people also eat fufu. Okay, let's eat fufu My mom went to make the fufu with soup. I said, hey, proper soup, chicken soup. Chicken soup that you only eat on, on, on Christmas. Like, two or three chicken on top of the fufu And I went, my mom presented. And I said, yes, this is what you call life. Life itself. Chillings itself. Anyways, let me go and eat. Uh, let me go and eat fufu taste I tasted like, ah is this what you call fufu? that you can taste cassava and plantain and you'll be like yes this is fufu let me go eat i'm i'm i'm, I'm eating adapo something soft better better be i was like ah so this is why people's fufu i said jeez i remember i was so disappointed because the taste was so different than what i was used to and yeah there's no mortar here that you can, you can be doing bing 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 and be pounding fufu so you take it like that or you leave it like that anyways uh, for me i uh, so then i didn't really like fufu obviously i grew to love it or i grew to take it like that so for me that was like ugh, Adapo, when you say it's fufu so Bruni, a eh, 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 body and, and 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 banche <laughs> anyways the fifth one was public transport in ghana that's the church we have like the public bus that they will literally wait for you in fact they can't even wait one hour and be calling people, pulling people on the stations, asking them to, to join their bus. And they'll literally wait until the entire bus is full before they'll take off. But here, you have to run. Run for your life, oh. Run for the bus. Because if the bus gets to the bus stop and you are not there, it will go. I was like, hey, what a service. <laughs> That really made me miss Ghana because, you know, that screaming, they'll be screaming into your ear, that adrenaline. Hey, my brofo. You know, that screaming, they'll be screaming and trying to get people on the bus like that. When I came, everything was just quiet. Every place had their own bus. But say, hey, so this is where you wait. In fact, so so they built something and they have chair. So you can just go and sit down there. And if it's sunny, the thing will cover you. Or if it's raining, the rain will not fall on you. It's protecting you. Wow, what an approach! what a life! And then you wait there for the bus to come, and then you have to move your hand and do uh, and, and high and wave to the bus driver so the bus driver know you want to board the bus, and then they will stop for you. What's the difference? And especially when you go into the bus that time when I came, they were using like on cart. so they just put it in the machine, I think we do go and that's your payment. And then when you go and sit down, so I don't need to share a seat with anybody; it's my own seat. I can sit down however I want. Okay fine you want to get down you press stop hey what a lie what an abriture in fact i said ah i wish my friends could see this my friends from ghana you see that this is life anyways the sixth one was bike who's going to buy a bicycle for you in ghana for you to be driving or biking around is there even a proper road for normal cars to even drive and you're talking about bicycle so when I came, my mom said, ah, Okay, here, what we mainly use is bicycle. So, this is your bicycle. A whole me, I have my own bicycle. <laughs> road, they have road not only for cars, so they have road for buses, they had road for metros, they had road for trains, and they have special road for bicycle. Ah, what a wonderful, what a new world, what a different world. A whole me, African burger, come and see. Send me this bicycle. I will learn. So some family members or uh, kids in the neighborhood would help me. You know, they'll help me with the bike. They were teaching me. And someone will hold the left. Someone will hold the right. And someone will be holding the back. And I'll be going. Hee-hee-hee. In fact, I was so heavy that the tire of the of the bicycle even spoiled. Literally. And if you don't know how to bike, so that's, how, that's what will happen. And I had to bike and learn how to bike. And when I'm going to the shop or going to school or whatever, I'll use bike. And there's a special road for the bike. Hey! <laughs> what a different world <laughs> anyways the seventh one was huh, church in ghana i used to go to catholic church but here when i came my family here was going to well pentecostal or charismatic church we go to Jerry, it's, it, baba, it, baba. and it's like they're fighting combat i'll just be looking at it like hey what are you fighting? Who's heading babying you? Because, well, because Catholic, everything is quiet and slow and gentle. You don't really pray. Like, besides, just, you know, normal. Even during the preaching, you even sleep small and that's all. But I'll come here. People have dressed. Real dressing to church. Praise and worship. They'll be dancing, jumping, going around, going in front, on the almost on the pulpit, dancing in circles. Literally. And then the pastor will be preaching, the, hey, today in the name of Jesus. Hey. The Bible says da, 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 you will be rich. You'll be this prosperity preachings as well. And I was like, hey. So is this what you people do in this country? Especially when they're doing the heyba I, I just open my eyes, be looking at people, to be clapping their hands. Hey ba. Hey ba hey ba. And I'll just be looking like, hey. And the man will be like close your eyes, else they'll say you are rich. Oh. <laughs> what a shock. I would literally laugh because I didn't grow up with hidba or praying out loud or ha- loud preachings or whatever but anyways i i, I grew up to love it I, I in fact i'll never go back to catholic anyways <laughs> the eighth one was media marked. Hmm. already coming from Ghana, if you are lucky the family has something small at least you have tv in the house that everybody can watch you all sit on the floor and they'll put on the TV in the evenings and you can watch TV. or you can go to a bar or someone in the neighborhood who has TV. you'll go and be climbing their, their windows with other kids and then you'll be fighting each other want to watch TV. But uh, in this case in Ghana we had one TV so at least I know what TV was. I came here huge TV. Okay fine my mom said oh, we've not seen we've not seen it. Let's go to this shop and we went to Media market. I just I was just I just I was just stuck. I couldn't move. I just opened my eyes wide and my mouth was open wide. Just seeing screens upon screens, telephones, laptops, computers, not computer, but computers, all these machine things and electronic things like, ah, so won't someone come and steal it? I mean, look at how it's exposed. I was like, my mom, so someone will not steal it. It's like, ah, that so this one? If you take, you can't even take it. It's a security lock on it. Even if you take it, you take it home. You can't even use it because it will not work. And I was just there like, hey. I remember telling myself that I'll always come. I'll go there all the time to go and watch TV. Because even though I have TV at home, my mom had TV. But still, I just, I was just so flabbergasted. I was just so amazed that you had so many different screens, TVs, computers, telephones. <laughs> And on top of that, my mom bought me a telephone. Telephone at that age in Ghana, even only big people who had telephones. If your family is a bit has some has a little bit of money, they have like house phone and everybody can use like what people from abroad will always call them on that, and that's it. But having your own phone, never heard of it. I came here. Not only did my mom take me to media mouse to go and be seeing screens, I also got a phone. My own phone. <laughs> my sim card was like her, and then my mom will buy me like every month or every once in a while she'll buy me credits and i could call and text and all that and i was like hey what a luxury so this is really abroad so this is how people just enjoy themselves and i was there in africa i was there in ghana and you know, when you go to school and teacher will just be beating you anyhow just be frustrating your life anyhow okay no problem and the ninth one i said she'll be african boga i've come i've arrived So my English too is changing. Especially going to school and learning more, learning English and Dutch and all these languages, my English was changing a little bit. So sometimes when you go to church and maybe an auntie or uh, someone from an elderly person from the church will will speak to you and ask you, how are you doing? now in school? How do you like it so far? Blah, blah, blah. And then you are replying and then you'll be changing the words a little bit and it will tell you, hey, so you've come to abroad and now you are slanging. So now we are speaking with slangs. That's what those say. So we are speaking with, with slangs. I just look at them like ah, is this not normal English? Or am I the one that is being awkward again? Or I'm I, I'm not smart. How can you tell me you yeah, are now speaking with slang? So what? I should speak with broken English. So I should stay at one place and never move forward. <laughs> These African churches with our aunties and uncles that are going there. Anyways. And the last one, the third one, crash. Hmm. <sniffs> When I came, my mom gave me a whole list of people that I cannot hang around with. People such as Suriname people, Antalians, and Moroccans, Turkish people. The only people she told me, like, it's better for you to hang out with white people. Make white friends. Because if you, are, if you have friends that are white, they will take you far. Oh. She was not the only one, no? Even at church, people will be like, eh, if you go to school, don't go. I Don't hang out with these people. Even don't hang out with Ghanaian children. No hang out with only white people. And all that especially Suriname people don't hang out with them oh. they impregnate you they are this so oh. they are that oh. and let me go and have crush at least let me crush you no know, when you're young you have crush on maybe you're watching tv or whatever or a movie or this R, uh, RBs, american RB's and you have crush on this one a little bit or whatever at least let me go and have crush on tv uh, on, on an actor or singer or something i want to have crush on a Suriname boy in our neighborhood ah! if my mom could literally kill me she would have done it In fact, if you could have, if if you could skin me alive, you would have done it. Go and have crush or go and have crush, you go and have crush on Surinam. Whose house? How dare you? Me that I've been warning you. Don't even, when they are walking on these streets past the other one, you are crashing on them. They're threats. I will send you back to Ghana. I remember back then, back then, all the Asala people, right? What our parents used to tell us back then was, "Eh, if you misbehave, I'll take you back to Ghana. I'll send you back to Ghana. And that's something you didn't want. So let me go and have crusher. I went to crush on Suriname. And then the Ghana that they wanted to, my mom wanted to send me back to Ghana and say, you, this place you've come, you just come to give me trouble. I start going, start going. The crash even, I didn't even know where the crash went to. The crash developed legs and ran away. It, in fact, it cleared for my eyes. Me, go and have crush again on Suriname. The way I was wondering myself, in fact, all these things gave me such a huge culture shock because coming from where I was coming from in Ghana, Things you had to do with your, yourself. Things were not that really simple and stuff. And you come here and everything is sort of like easy. I was like, wow, this is the life. So this is the heaven they talk about. And me too, African bugger. Me too, I have arrived. Who don't want? So uh, that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. Well, I hope you'll be, be doing well. Mm, don't let this corona disturb you. Don't let it depress you. In fact, just cook benku and stew and eat. Benku and okra or benku and quainbi or fufu or something. Or make some jollof and eat. And this is what I have for you today. Have a wonderful week. Oh, I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the R3 Talk podcast. Please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. For more amazing stories, stay connected by following me on Instagram at Afritalk_pod.